everybody. Welcome to the show. It is the Carlton Show uh, in a slightly abbreviated version. Round 18, 2019, as this uh, little footy team of ours continues to build a late-season profile that I think we're all enjoying the look of. Uh, great to be here off the back of a four-goal win over a plucky Gold Coast Suns. There's no Bagsy this week. Uh, there is a Steve Pertile, kick man. Lovely to see you. G'day, Bucket. How are you doing? We do have Baz in spirit, however, do we not? And as it is obligatorily when we have a win, he generally starts the show with something like this. Woo! <laughs> Came from a long way back there, Baz. Yeah, no, no, it was not the most smooth piece of uh, technological kind of uh, contribution in the show, but... Um, it's, it's an interesting game to make something of, I reckon, this one. Um, there was this degree of uh, disappointment, I reckon, amongst some Carlton supporters. Once we got six up pretty early and they pegged us back and then we got six up again. And I think there was a, a desperation amongst Carlton supporters to see us continue with the foot on the throat of the Gold Coast Suns that's been part of their reality in the last couple of weeks. And I think there was a want that we were just roll past them and win by 50, 60 plus in the end. Mm. Um, were you sharing that view? Not really. I mean, historically when sides come into a game having been pounded, not once but twice in successive weeks the way Gold Coast had, um, really their imprint on game style is all about effort and it's really all like they can give are they not, not a really classy side? They have they have players who can, um, you know, play at a reasonable standard, but ma- they're mainly blue collar, and uh, they're in the media big time. Um, so the mirror was really held up to them leading up to playing us, uh, and on top of that, historically they they know from previous contests. They can worry us um, and, if not, beat us mm. based on previous games they've exactly, played. Exactly, exactly. So you put all that together and um, I, it was never going to be a blowover no, for us. No, that, Their mindset was that we were beatable. That, that, that's their Like the last couple of weeks, things got away from them early. North blew them away early, a couple of, like three or four weeks. And, and they've been in this cycle now of getting blown out of games early and the writing's been on the wall after 15 or 20 minutes. That was never going to be the case for them against us because their mindset, and it's so important in footy when there's not that big a gap between the teams, Mm. um, that if you believe uh, that you're in the game, then that'll carry you a long way. And they never, they never gave any, um, uh, they never showed any. They gave no display that they thought that we were. They thought that we were better than them, and they played accordingly. We had to earn that win. That wasn't a gimme by any stretch of the imagination. No way in the world. Um, and the fact that we were good enough to kind of kick out to six up on a couple of occasions, hold on uh, to win by four, and yet again display another development. I think late in the game of something, another layer to our capabilities, and I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment. I reckon Carlton supporters who are down on this performance, I think they've got rocks in their heads, no, to be honest. No. Look, I, I, especially when you watch, I, I, I thought this at the game, but then you watched, you watched the, the uh, replay, and it was gladiatorial. This game was uh, gladiatorial. It, it was. Uh, yep. They laid 90 tackles for the game. Yep. Yep, and it wasn't like all in a burst. It was it was a very even yep. uh, performance for four quarters. They did not let up, mm-hmm. and we, I think, to Teague's credit, he had us mentally prepared for that, because uh, they got us in clearances, but I reckon in general play the contests were reasonably even. I agree. Um, the numbers at the ball were reasonably even, players coming in to assist pretty even, standing toe-to-toe, the, the sort of wrestling, the hard ball gets, the, the ground ball gets, they were all reasonably even to the naked eye. And I reckon we were really mentally hard in preparing ourselves to what was going to come our way and ha- handled that really well, I thought. So 
I, I think the clearance number, the, the, those, I, look, Baz is the one that generally stares at the numbers a bit longer than you and I do, but the clearance numbers were, I think, at the end of the day, marginally favoured them. It was 38 to 43 in their favour. Yep, okay. But the, the centre clearances were 8 to 19. Yeah, that, their uh, way. that was telling, yeah. yeah. So, so this is where the nub of, there's two things that I really liked about the game. One, they beat us comprehensively in that part of the ground. Mm. Wits beat Cruiser. Uh, Cripps was down. Brody played the best game he's played as a Gold Coast son, which is interesting against us because we were sniffing around him about 12 yeah, months right. ago. And okay. there's a connection to our footy club. And I think he was quite keen to see if it could be done. And it was thwarted. He's got one more year to go on his contract. So just park that in the old memory bank for what it's worth. Um, Murphy was okay, but wasn't at last week's standard. No. Ed was a standout in there. Um, Swallow was good. They had they had the win. Lemons went in. They had some good players through in the middle of the ground. So we had to start the game often from defensive side of the centre square. So I thought we that's a test of your mental resolve. It's a test of your systems, you know, behind the ball, um, and it's a and it's a test of your ability to work your way through the maze a bit, and. To that end, I thought it was another step along the way. We've seen in the last six weeks, if you just look at the Teague era, you know, the, we're on the Teague train now. If you look at if you look at that, what we've displayed on occasions, we've got into slight, we've been, got into arm wrestles and we've been able to win. Yep. We've tested good sides in shootouts and nearly got results. And this one, we were the better side throughout. Did you know? The last eight minutes and 45 seconds of the game, and I'm not sure this is a good or a bad thing, but it's just a thing. Neither side scored. Yeah. Yep. It was not a score for the last eight and three-quarter minutes of the game. So I'm looking at it from our perspective. We held them, we had them, we'd done enough, and we kept them at bay. And we, did, we, didn't, it wasn't, we didn't need to exercise any flamboyance. We didn't need to hit the scoreboard anymore. We had a buffer, and we were good enough just to – get in the way, stop whatever they could muster up late in the game, not let them get any closer and just comfortably take this one to the line and secure a pretty comfortable four-goal win and stitch up another four points. I reckon it's another – they've displayed another mm. in-game capability that previously I don't know whether we would have been very good at doing that. I really – there are a lot of aspects to what you're describing I liked, and, and one of them is the fact that it was played a lot – from arc to arc for, for long periods of the time. Lots of intercept marking due to pressure kicks coming out mm. of congestion yep. and, and high-pressure situations. Um, our intercept um, marking, uh, our back our back line system and their positioning, I thought, was superior to Gold Coast, even though they, they did that side of things quite well. We did it better. Um, I, I really like, and I've noticed more so in these last four or five weeks, the work rate of um, our small forwards oh, yeah. and our and our high backs, just getting up and down the ground in numbers and working super hard yep. to get to contests, uh, whether it be backline or forward line now. We're getting far more numbers around the ball where it drops in certain p- parts of the ground than we ever have. Mm. And suddenly we are finding these these pressure zones that we hadn't had previously, you know. So that's really interesting, whether that's uh, a setup thing or maybe we're, we're holding our structure back and forward uh, deeper that, that allows these situations uh, to occur so that we're not getting isolated as much when balls are, are kicked over the top uh, in situations. I, it's hard to um, put your finger on it, really, because there is a stark difference to the, to the naked eye from what I can see. Uh, but, yeah, look, it, it just shows uh, shows up in work rate. Um, like guys like Gibbons, incredible work rate. Yeah. Was, I reckon it was his best game no, of footy. He's, he's growing. Like, he's growing. He yep. presented yep. so much uh, to either assist a guy in a pressure situation or as a lead-up target um, and, and connecting with really good timing as the ball was coming towards him. Mm. Um, and he wasn't the only one, but he was the standout in that area. But 
yeah, look, uh, I don't know. I've, I've, I've sort of diverted. No, from no, what no. You talking no, about. No, I'm glad you sort of went down the road. You did because um, there's also something that's happened, and I'm going to um, watch this in the last five weeks. I think you need to go to you need to be at the ground to see it more than you do on TV. You don't quite pick it up, although you can see the end result on TV. But I think our leading patterns in and around one another are better. I think we're more sympathetic to and more aware of our other leading targets. We're not often converging on one spot anymore. We're mm. working little angles. Levi and on the weekend, Levi and Harry were the two big forward targets. A couple of occasions, long high balls, they both found themselves sort of yep. half flying for the same ball or flying for the same ball. But more often than not, you'd look at a midfielder sort of, you know, chest on the goal and streaming forward. And you, as you do, you look forward to the footy. And there were there's great separation mm. amongst our forwards. Kennedy's been a really interesting addition to this forward mm. 50. It's hard to work out what's going on there, whether this is just a um, like a little here and now, or whether this might be him being redeployed in a role that yep. he might make his own. But um, it'll be fascinating to see what happens to him when Charlie comes back, and we're led to believe there's a chance he might play this week. So, But on the weekend, I thought there was really nice – simpatico, if you like, between the principal forward targets. They mm. they don't they weren't getting in each other's way. And um I don't know what that's a byproduct of. I don't know whether there's been a sharpening of the awareness of that in what you know, set up to games. Um whether having only two tools has made a difference. Just that no McGovern, no Charlie Kerno, just whether possibly particularly at a ground like Docklands. I mean there's just a there's a bit less space. Well, it's interesting as well that the, the guys that are inside 50 now, we've got uh, Darcy Lang, we've got Kennedy, we've got... Uh, Zach Fisher. DeLuca. DeLuca. Uh, the, all of these guys are basically Setterfield. midfielders. Setterfield. They're all midfielders. Yep. Yep. So, A, they've got, they've got big tanks and they can run. They can keep running for four quarters. And they, they just naturally know how to get to a ball based on midfield sort of nows too. So I don't know. Look, it's going to be interesting to see how this cooks up in time because whether it develops a la that Richmond style of forward line or at least a little bit of that flavour, I don't know. Um, well, they're making a mockery of one thing you hate. You don't like the forward handball. Have you seen their forward handball numbers I, in the last I, couple of weeks? Richmond are different. <clears throat> they, do do, they do do it a bit You You can pull that stuff off mm. if you've got extraordinarily quick yeah, reflexes they, they, and high skill yeah. level and, with high-handed foot. It's much better doing that if you're handballing into a predictable space than it is if you're handballing to a bloke who's got his back turned to goal. Yeah. And, and that is what they don't do. They don't handball to stationary targets. At this stage, we don't have those high level no, of no, skill type no. players. And you can't pull it off unless – we, we still make basic errors by hand and foot. Mm. Sometimes in pressure, sometimes not in pressure. And it's part composure and it's part – just not having a developed outside game and those running patterns aren't quite timed well or there's a handball that goes too far forward or back and it breaks down. Imagine Zach Fisher playing at Richmond. Well, yeah. He's exactly. tailor-made for that. Exactly. He's tailor-made for that yep. style of footy. Yep. And we've, we've really only got – we needed Jared Pickett. We needed Kim LaBoyce. We needed all the blokes we – have who can play a bit of that footy. Mm. Well, they haven't. They either they're not on the list anymore, or they haven't come up. You yeah. Know? So we don't have. We are much more. I mean, you said it about Gold Coast. We are much more a, a nous blue collar work your way through a contest yeah. rather than get it out yeah. in open space and ballistically blow sides away. So we, so. we kind of need to play at a medium level tempo rather than a yeah. high level yeah. tempo to make our style of game work. Mm. Um, and we, I, that was another part of our game that I saw. There was, there was two or three times in our game where I saw one or two players finally sort of say to the side, just, just bring it down a notch. Mm. They could sort of feel the pulse racing a bit too fast. Mm. And there was a couple of times that just wanted to bring it back down a level. And then we sort of started off at a better pace, but when we get fizzy and overcomposed, um, if there's such a word, if we yeah, I know what you mean. go over when the top of yeah, our yeah, yeah. 
that seems to be when it becomes a turnover, a bit of a turnover sort of fest in our games. So sample size wise, under the, while we're on the T train, um, Matt Matt Kennedy, right? He's kicked he's kicked eight four in the last four weeks, and one of those games is Sydney where he didn't kick a goal. So take the Sydney game out. He's kicked eight four in three games. Are you what? What's going on here? What's what is the Matt Kennedy story in this recasting of him? Well, uh, this is the thing. Is he a midfielder? Because when he has been given the chance at <clears throat> this highest level, he, he hasn't had the numbers or the impact that we've seen so far. Uh, and yet he went in late. Cripps went off with an ankle for about, I don't know, seven or eight minutes in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. And they threw Kennedy up on the ball for about... I haven't got the exact time, but it looked like about five or six minutes. And he got his hands on the footy about three or four times. Just he didn't really do much with it, but he was he did get his hands on the footy. But it's not in that role that we mm. all thought he was going to be a gun um, when he was drafted high at the Giants, that he's actually sh- – the light's been flicking, flickering. It's in this other role that well, – I don't know where that's come from. In this current side, there's a pecking order now like – the more natural types you would think that can fit into that rotation now would be, uh, I would have thought, Delu- not Deluca. Oh, Deluca maybe because he's just come in. But um, and I still say Gibbons is, mm. is a midfield. Mid- yeah. Oh, yeah. Set of fields in there now. The set of fields yeah, as well. Gibbons is in there. Yeah. So, now Murphy, Kerner, Cripps. So Kennedy's gone from the most obvious next one to go in, but he's sort of gone down behind a few mm, others mm, at this mm. stage. Well, at least they've found a way if they think, well, he's good enough to be in the 22, but he can't play there. Mm. This is what we've been saying about, well, why don't they throw – and Cripps has been the one that we've looked at mm. more off, almost exclusively, but why haven't they used Cripps the way they're using Kennedy? I mean, Cripps in the role that Kennedy's playing um, – and again, on the weekend, Cripps, by his own standards, was was very, no. very ordinary no, by his standards. Um, and yet they – kind of just persevered when they threw him forward for a little bit. But uh, the Kennedy thing's a fascination to me. The other one, and I hey, think... before you leave, yeah. Kennedy Kennedy kind of fits the mould, and, and, and I'm going to an extreme here, of, of a kind of Jake Stringer or a, De, or a Degoe type. Yeah, he's probably... He's not as explosive. Doesn't have the idea. ballistic yeah. sort of nature, yeah. but he's got that, like he's a big man. No, no. And, you know, he obviously has a... a, a, a a sense of kicking a goal. Well, he's a thump. He's a thumping kick. Yeah, he is one, yeah, yeah. We, We've been screaming out for blokes who are at the arc, pin the ears back, and have a go. And he, he's a guy that seems to take his chances mm. when he gets them too. So you know, look, the the door's open if he wants to go down that track and and sort of uh, make a name for himself. If he keeps going, he's got he's got a couple of good games before the end of the year to put his hand up in that area. So, so. the the other one that I'm, you know, again, it's a small sample size, but. Petreski Seaton, is this behind the footy with the game in front of him now? Is this his go? Is he the one that we can go back to if we're under pressure? Just hold your hold your position, Samo. If we're in need, we'll come back. Then you can be the one that just sets it up. Beautiful user, sees the game well. Mm. You're happy to have the ball in his hand. I think the more footy, the more times he hits targets, the more targets he's going to hit. Yeah, he's just going to grow in confidence. This, this kid, so. Well, again, are, we, are we seeing something in him that this might be a again, way of I mean, I thought he had one of his better games of the year there oh, last yep. on Saturday, for sure. Yep. But it was it was a funny game because, as I said, there was a lot of intercept marking going on. I don't think Gold Coast did themselves any favours for the way they set up in, a, in opposition to our backs. And they gave us far too much leeway behind the ball, I thought. Um and didn't really have any um, intellect about the way they moved the ball mm. to try and break that down. Um, and, you know, Jones clearly led the way down there. Oh, yeah. But uh, SBS did get a lot of ball in traffic and and sort of uh, threaded his way through the, the, the throng and, and gave it off to good, for good, to good use. So... I, I think we persist with him yeah, so at, for the short term at least and hopefully develops into that role. And if he's comfortable, then leave him there. This is the 10th time that one of us, and it's been mostly you leading the chorus on this one, 
but it's at least the 10th time in two years that we've um, brought this up. The, the, and I looked at it really closely when I got home because his set shot goal kicking was horrific, Mackay, Mackay, mm. Harry. Have a look at the way the ball just flops around in his hands when he's walking in. He's flipping the ball around all over the place. It's got, there's no, he's got no, um, so on the, on the, on the runway for a set shot for goal, he's just flipping the ball around often in one hand. He's got nothing, there's nothing um, deliberate about anything that he does in the lead up to his kicking for goal. And, you know, I mean, he's kicked two and been, and played a really solid game, like around the ground as a, as a, we, we've said the same things about him week in, week out now, but between now and the start of next year, and you know, they can start working on it right now, and I'm staggered if they aren't. I mean, this is one thing I am genuinely staggered if they're not working oh, on it. But too. we are – he doesn't – there's no attempt to display a worked-on routine at all. No. It, it, it actually beggars belief. Makes no sense to me. No. You look at the good goal. You, you go and have a look at Gary Rowan. What I call the Sunday game. Gary Rowan is like so many of the great full forwards. The ball once he gets back and starts his run, the ball hardly moves in his hands. Mm. Hardly moves. It is not jagging at all. Left is not horizontal with it, wabbing or waggling around, spinning it in his hands. He is unbelievably deliberate. Ben Brown, even though, but when he's got the repeatable routine, Ben Brown, the ball stays mm. very front and center. There's there's ways you can minimise the likelihood of kicking the ball poorly when having a set shot for goal. You're never going to fix what's going on in your brain, but you can do some things that will help physically with the technique. Harry, he's all over the shop with this. Mm. It's it's actually unprofessional. I've often wondered why, and and I maybe this does happen, and I'm not aware of it. But I I put set shot kicking that style of kicking in a similar category to a golfer's golf swing. Of course. So you put you put the hat of a professional golfer on and you've got so much, so much technology available to you to get your swing plane right, your your impact where you, where you're impacting your club face to the ball, you can see exactly where you are on impact through computers and and imaging and then you get a a mental picture of what you're doing in your head. And then you can go and practice what you're mm. seeing with your head and, and trying to correct those things. And you go back to the computer and you say, oh, okay, well, you've corrected that. And obviously you can rectify faults and you can fix things that aren't working right. And this is the way golf works in the, in the real world. 100%. Why can't you transfer something like that to football? I, I don't know if they do that. And maybe they do. Forgive me if I'm being uh, ignorant no, here. But... Mm. We have a goal-kicking coach, uh, Sav Rocker, there, and I don't know if he uses technology, but I I just think either there is an opportunity there that nobody else is doing or, you know, I mean, you've got to think outside the square and, and either be the first to do something obvious and not just be old school and do what everyone else is doing. Let's Let's... We've got this relationship with Latrobe Uni and we're meant to be training elite sports people for the future. Well, let's do all this stuff, you know. We've got mm. all this stuff available. Let's get ahead of the pack for once and do something. It's it's staggering. It really is. And it's um, – I hope it doesn't develop into – I hope it's not – I hope what he's doing is not a, um, a, a symbol of a bloke who's got the yips. I, don't, I think it's more of a signature thing for the 21st century. You see Stevenson at Collingwood, mm. you know, he loves flipping the well, ball around true. in yeah. his hands. Yeah, no, they all seem to have this little yeah. routine going now. Yeah. Like, look at me, sort of, I'm a bit different, yeah. you know. Well, I, I, the, yeah, no, that's a fair I call. mean, it, it's okay if it works. If you're kicking nine out of ten and it's doing the same thing every time, then keep doing it. Mm. But you need to get to that level. Well, he's not kicking nine that, out of ten. That's, that's, that's the it. problem. And he's, look, he, he's, it's a marginal thing, really. It's an important thing because you do all the hard work. When the big fellow, you know, plucks one 40 out, you want him to at least give the goal face a bit of a fright. Uh, his misses are pretty bad. He misses bad. Yep. Um, and the ball doesn't, for a guy who's a beautiful kick, too often with H, the ball doesn't come off his boot very nicely. Yep. So 
it, there's there's something about the concentration and the oh, it's crazy for us to be talking about blokes and skill execution because they're there and we never were but we can see what what we can see is pretty obvious he's just and he's only young and he's he's still green and he's evolving and you know, I'm 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 on him and I'm on him. I'm I'm a number well, one ticket We all want the best. Don't well, we? He's 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 already good. At, I mean, he's good now. He's delivering. He's you know? played. He's played it pretty much a full season this year. Mm. He's missed one or two maybe, but you know, he started the season so well. He should he should be up the round of forty plus goal mark. Yeah. What, what's he kicked? I don't, no, I don't even know. know. But it would have been it'd be twenty. Would it be twenty? Yeah, he's he's 20? dropped off, and he's his strike rates. Nearly fifty percent, sort of thing now for shots on goal. So, yeah, it doesn't matter what's kicked, but you know. So they've just got to get that right. I mean, it's just something that for him and for us, they have to they have to get that right um, because he's just he's too he's too valuable uh, he's too valuable a commodity for him to be wasting the good work of those um, that you know has the good work of, that's being done by those further afield. He's just got to he's got to be better at that. No, I agree. Um, any, what was on your book? I've got something I want to say about Dale Thomas in a moment. Um, what did you have anything that was front and center on yours? Um, well, the the good and bad of Liam Jones. Um, he he was clearly the best player on the ground. I thought by a e- very equal long way. To, equal to, I reckon. Yep. Uh, he was the most. He was the most decisive player on the ground. It yep. wasn't. It wasn't. One quarter or half a game, it was the entire game. He just, he just played at a level where he, he just sponged up every ounce of pressure, whether it be a great tackle, a great spoil, great intercept mark, um, uh, rebounding off fifty. I I just thought, well, you know, you you see the the good and the bad sometimes of Liam, but mm. I thought this was in his top five, eight best play yeah, games I've seen him play. Oh, he was outstanding. Uh, he was – maybe it's the – you know, that, that was a bad concussion. That was a really bad mm. hit he got against North. And clearly, because it took him, you know, six or seven weeks to get back, whatever it was. So I wonder whether, you know, you come back and when you get back in full exertion mode, you know, the blood starts flowing, the heart starts beating – you know, he's just not quite as clear-headed or as confident. Maybe there's still a bit of, you know, reluctance to um, fly. And But there was a mark he took on the weekend. He went back with a flight and he he marked it sort of over his shoulder. But normally you mark that with your mm. hands out and it's kind of mm. like a reverse chesty. He marked it, it with clean his, in his fingers. In his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... It was phenomenal. Like, it, it, and in the course of the wash up of a weekend's footy, because it was eighteen v seventeen. Yeah. Again, the reason we're doing the podcast, no one's going to give a rat's ass when it comes to, you know, the three sixties and the couches and the classifieds and all of those shows that review the weekend's footy. But that mark was the degree of difficulty of that mark for a bloke who was poleaxed, poleaxed two months ago. Yeah. And has every right to worry about what's around him for fear of copping another one. It was, it was, it was almost mad, like, but the technical skill of the mark yeah. was just extreme. I, I also thought the uh, the three egos on Foxtel were sort of having their own little sort of game within the game amongst themselves with their commentary, and uh, so there's Rusey, uh, uh, Brereton, and and uh, Drainpipe. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, they're great commentators, but they also love to embellish their own little stories as they go. I thought they missed a lot of Jones's four-quarter excellence. Mm. They picked up a fair bit of it and sort of alluded to it later on in the game, but I think they were with it from start to finish yeah. sort of thing as I was. So uh, it probably didn't get the praise on air as it should have got. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh, look, anyway, that, that, that's the way I saw it. But I thought he, in tandem, the, the the combination of him and Jones was clearly the dominant defender. But I thought he and Weedering together were just they they dominated, they dominated the air. Mm. I don't know what Weedering's intercept numbers were. Clearly, Jones who had you know the fourteen intercept possessions, whether they be marks or 
ground ball gets yep. were, you know, were, were, that's an extreme number. But I thought Woodering was in complete control for you know, 80 or 90% of his time around the footy. He just looked composed and... Um, yeah, it was a good effort coming back from the broken nose too, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was expecting him to be a bit ginger, a bit. Um, he, he's held handed himself well. I, I just want to say one thing here that I said, you know, elsewhere since the game. But I went watch the replay, and you mentioned the three fox commentators, and I, I'm just going to put this out there for so I can say I told you so. Right? I don't know whether I was hearing things, and I don't know whether. Paul Ruse has been banging on about Carlton with the enthusiasm that he did on Saturday. Saturday. You know, routinely through the last, um, you know, 16 weeks, 17 weeks of the season. But I was, and it came out of nowhere, it found my ear rather than my ear finding it. Ruse was all over us on the weekend. Every player was, oh, the upside's enormous. Mm. Oh, their ball movement's fantastic. Oh, I like what they're doing. Oh, they're emerging. Oh, he's a talent. Everything was very positive. Now, great, fantastic. When a guy, you know, the state, the stature of Paul Ruse starts pumping you up, nice to know that somebody outside the um, blue bubble, you know, sort of sees a bit of what we hope we see from time to time. But this, and he had the interview with David Teague that they rolled in at halftime pre-game. This was a bloke who has had the navy blue transfusion. <laughs> and I, as I sit here now at uh, 25 past eight on the, whatever it is, the 22nd or 3rd of July, whatever it is, I am almost 100% certain that Paul Ruse gets the job at Carlton. A job at Carlton, not a the job. job. A job. And if I'm right, I think it's the best thing for David Teague. It's the best chance Teague's got of keeping the senior coaching job. Because Mentor. if it's a well, that's right. If if it's if they go for a Voss or a Brad Scott, those blokes are saying, "Nah, no way. Do I want Ruzi here? Mm. Well, a, I don't need him, and B, I don't want him." Mm. But if Carlton go to Teague and say, "We want you to be the senior coach, but we need you to have a senior overseer, whatever that whatever role that takes, and we'll work our way through that together." We we like what we've seen. We want you to keep going, but we need to point to put somebody in just to direct. And yeah. I think Teague, I think that gives Teague the best chance he's got of keeping the job. And again, this is a moving and evolving um, story at the moment. But surely we're seeing enough from David Teague. Oh, for sure. We're um, seeing enough. Look, you know, like this... not, to, not to give him the job, no. but certainly say, well, he, 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 David Teague deserves to be, if Brad Scott, Michael Voss, Ken Inkley, et al, are contenders for the job. Well, David Teague has to be alongside those blokes. Mm. We said it last week. I'll say it again, and hopefully I'll say it next week after we kick Adelaide's brain all around the MCG. Hopefully we'll say it again, that he, he has to be on the absolute front line of contenders now. No, I agree. Did you, um, did you see the post or the on-ground interview after the game with Simo? I heard about it. I only saw it tonight. Because um, no, I didn't. I the didn't. AFL replay cut short as soon as the siren yeah, goes. You go. don't see it. Yep. But I saw it tonight, and I was uh, I was very taken back by Simo's very very wholehearted um, endorsement endorsement of yeah. Teague on field. Yep. Like it it was it was a pretty ser- serious sell by Simo. I thought. Political statement. Well, he—he, he, I reckon there's no doubt who he thinks should get the role going forward. Well, we said last week, and and he had the backing of the players when he was saying it. Well, we said could... last week. Did we say it here, or was it? Well, I hope they're talking to the players. I hope for all of the Chris Judds and the you know Egon Zender, David Campbells, and who I don't even—I—I I, I should know—I don't even know who's on our subcommittee, mm. but um, which is a bloody disgrace, really. But I hope those people. Uh, irrespective of what they think they know, they better be talking to these players. Yep. Because a lot of these players, particularly a bloke like Cade Simpson, he's lived through the Messiah appointments. Yep. And he's seen how that worked. He's lived through the sacking of Brett Ratton and he's seen what that led to. And might I just say, well done, Rats. I think everybody at Carlton yeah, yeah. is wrapped. Absolutely. Boy, you know? 
Um, so they better talk to people like, like Cade Simpson. I don't think Cade Simpson has got a bone of bullshit um, in his body, and I reckon Cade Simpson is a. I think Cade Simpson's opinion uh, is worth is worth couching mm. on a on a not necessarily you know appointing anyone, Cade. But what do you think? If Cade Simpson says, of all the bugs I've for the here and now with this group and all the coaches I played under, this bloke's. He's a mozza. I get the impression without knowing again, um, just sort of flying, you know, being a fly on the wall. But I remember the um, the parking era where he actually had to secede control and, and allow the players to assume yeah. some sort of um, say in, yep. in, in the way they were going to go forward. I, I, I get the impression there's a bit of that with the players and Teague at the moment, which may, I'm, I'm, again, I'm only guessing, but... To hear, to hear the way Simo sort of sold his um, his sort of Teague message on the weekend, yeah, like the buy-in was definitely mm. there to, to a degree. But I, I, I'm guessing there is a bit of input from the players about how they want to go about things as well, as long as yeah. they deliver, you know. Yeah. You can't give them, you can't give them everything without seeing the effect of, them, you know, if you if you want to have a say, then you've got to show me you're committed to what you're talking mm. about, sort of thing. I, I'm I'm getting I'm getting the feel of that a little bit. This this notion that um, the interim coach comes in and she's whatever you want to do, boys, off you go. Yeah, just go and freewheel it. That's complete bullshit. Nah. It's not how footy's played, and that's not how North <laughs> Melbourne's playing. That's not how Carlton's nah. playing. It's not how St Kilda playing nah, on the weekend. Nah, nah. And there was one thing I do, I just want to, again, I want to put this on the record, just in case. Rusey said in the call, and I should have written down the, the exact quote, so I apologise if I've got him slightly um, out of context or I've misquoted him. But he was talking about uh, recent performances, and he said, yeah, you don't want to get in a shootout. You don't want to get in a shootout. You know, you, you, the, the two games they've lost under Teague, have both been 100 point. They kicked 100 points in both games, and and Ruzi was see what happens. You kick 100, you get beaten. Mm. That was QED. Mm. It took Cameron Mooney, I think, who was down on the bench to say, "Yeah, but Ruzi, they only got beaten by kicking both those games," mm. um, which was just shoulder arms, Ruzi through to the keeper, no comeback. Because the point that Mooney was making was a really valid one. That no, 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 they kicked 100 points, but they nearly won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ruzi went on to say. I reckon Carlton supporters would take a 75-73 win over a 100-point loss any day of the week. And, of course, that's right because you're going to take any win over any loss. But I like my team being a bit more expansive. I absolutely agree. I I want our team to play with a bit of creativity. I want our team to be able to chase the game. I don't want our team to be lockdown merchants. No. I don't reckon this group is necessarily built for that anyway. And I know... The Ruzy method, there's no secret to Paul Ruse's method. He, he, that's what he did at Sydney, and it was successful. And he, that's what he instilled at Melbourne for the first couple of years, and they were dreadful. Yeah. They were unwatchable, like extremely unwatchable. Yep. You reckon we've been bad. Melbourne was as bad as we were. So I just want to, if Paul Ruse, if anyone's listening to this who knows Ruzy, Ruzy, don't, if you do come in, don't put the shackles on, mate. No. Don't look at the group. Coach the group. Don't coach the philosophy. Because yeah, so I, I think this... I think this is um this is what's happened a few times in recent coaching tenures with us. We had Malthouse, we had uh uh the previous Bolton mm. and and what you're describing with Ruzy, they've come into a new club. And they kind of want to teach the defensive side of the game first mm. as like this, um, you know, you, you've got to know the basics in this area before you can sort of go to the next stage. Well, I think that's turned out to be the wrong way to go I, for I a lot of clubs. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, because you, we've become, we became too conservative, too mono-skilled in, in, for individuals to sort of display what they can actually do. Yep. Um, and I think it swallowed us up a little bit, you know, like you say, release the shackles. It's not, it's not that it's just expanding your skill set to what you can actually do when you're actually around the ball. 
you know. There's but a bit of also not not yep. forgetting the defensive side of the game, which is the baseline for any footballer on the field. Uh, yeah, it is. Look at what the players you've got are good at. Yeah, let them play the style of footy that you're recruiting them to the club to play. Don't try and turn them into something else. And that's what I mean by coach the group, don't coach the philosophy. So, look, that's down the track. Absolutely. We'll, we'll wait and see. Um, I, there was a little moment late in the game where Matty Cruiser got the knock. Mm. It didn't look like there was much in it. I and think he, I think the second be... angle showed that it was actually Levi. Le- On the way through, yeah. Levi's actually come across the ball and I think followed through and, and contacted his head. He's had a couple of concussion issues, mm. Cruz. Um and there was, he came back on, thankfully, so clearly he's, well, he's they, all clear. They put him into the forward line rather than back in the but ruck. The fact that he came back on. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. They wouldn't have put him back on no, if he no, failed. No, no, you no. Know. So there were obviously no, he wasn't exhibiting any concussion. But but he looked like a bloke, just, I just, I hope I'm wrong, but he looked like a bloke who feared the worst straight away. No, I, I sensed that he wasn't exactly the same guy that, yeah, yeah. before that incident when he came back on. Yeah. Um. I want to say something about Dale Thomas, and this is pure speculation, and I don't know, um, I've been out training a bit, and I know what he's like as a personality, so I'm putting two and two together. Did you see when Josh DeLuca, and welcome to the Carlton Footy Club, Josh mm. DeLuca, did you see when DeLuca kicked his goal? Wasn't that a fantastic Dirty, uh, rotten, scene. disgusting, horrible kick. Oh, he yeah. Kicked the goal. Bit of a helicopter. Did you see Dale Thomas? Go up to him. Tried to shag him. Like, he was that excited. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dale Thomas has got this uh, – he understands exactly what he is in this Carlton group, I reckon. Yep. He knows that he is an extrovert and uh, a bit out, a bit loose, uh, and this is something that this group needs. And he, he nearly kissed the 47 off the Lucas back. He was that keen to get on him and get around around and share the moment. Um, I suspect Dale Thomas knows that the end is not far away. I reckon he's got at least his form this year's been terrific. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he goes. He'll, on. he'll play around again. Absolutely. He'll go again next year for sure. But I reckon he and I haven't spoken to him about. It. I don't talk to Daisy at all, really. But next time I do, I'm going to ask him whether he is aware of this being his lasting footprint at this yep. football club. So I really reckon he has gone. He's taken this on board. I, I get the same sense as you. I think he, he's treating every game as if it could be his last. He's enjoying every minute of it. He's taking it in as he goes. He, I think the fact that he's now back to good health has just yep. released him into another. Like He, he, he was like a guy who had been kicked in the guts too many was, times. I felt sorry for him watching him play but footy. The, yep. I don't know how it just went snap-o back again because that foot, we haven't even spoken about that foot and an no. inability to kick since God knows what happened. I, do you see a witch doctor or something? <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. Did he go to Germany? And but yeah, like he's been transformed. He's, yeah. he's, no, he's, he's a very valuable player. And on top of that, it's about the fifth time in, these, in, the, in the Teague era that I've seen him Go inside 50, he's almost got an in, instant impact every time he's gone inside 50. Yeah, yeah. He floats up there and something happens immediately. Like he had two goal assists on the weekend. Like that that tunnel oh, handball to Kennedy. The was super. Like yeah. that that was just, he, he has that sense of the moment mm. that I don't think anyone else has because he's, he's drawn on his history when he played some big games in, in finals and all sorts of things with Collingwood. So... You know, he knows what he can do and he senses the moment. And, and I think we see a little bit of that when he actually gets up up in the forward line a bit. Cause oh, he, no. Oh. He, he's not scared to try and make something happen and that's the right place to do it. Yep, yep. And oh, no, so so I'm glad you saw what I saw. I just want to draw something, the extension to that. And this is on, again, we're Carlton people and we're talking about us. But when DeLuca kicked that goal, on the coverage, the TV coverage, they showed him when he kicked his first goal for Fremantle. Right. Now, I don't know what the state of the game was. They could have been 100 points down, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But when he kicked his first goal for Fremantle, a couple of blokes sort of oh, yeah, walked over and 
Yeah, well done, mate. Bit of a difference. When he kicked his first goal for Carlton, there were 17 blokes on his mm. back. I wonder they if came he's, from everywhere. I wonder if he's already a popular guy for some I've had reason. him on the show. I had him on the radio show today. Yeah. And he seems like a lovely bloke. Yeah, yeah. All the black armband. His auntie died this week. He was the only one. It was a late decision. Kicked the goal. You know, thanks, auntie, for everything. So, you know, has a, obviously a strong sense of family. Mm. Um, well, there was an instant response by the, oh, nearly mate, the whole side. It was extraordinary. So they loved it. Yep. So if you look at, uh, again, if I was producing a TV show tonight, I would have, if I was producing a Carlton show, mm. I'd go, have a look at the Carlton response when he kicked, have a look at the Fremantle mm. response. You want to talk about team chemistry and you're yeah, wearing this together and we're aware of what our teammates, who they are and where they're at and what they're going through. Well, the Carlton response to DeLuca's first goal mm. was, could not have been more starkly different than the Fremantle response. So, you know, I think for what it's worth, you take that on board and, well, it's it also telling us that Carlton's a, a happy place to be. In feels like that at the moment. Like, I mean, obviously four out of six. Don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but at the minute, they're enjoying themselves out in the ground. So. How big is Saturday? This is massive. This is, this is um, well, they're going to call it the Stocker match, mm. aren't they? It's, it's going to be sort of builders. And there is, there's a, it, it's worth eight points, not four, oh, this one. A bit, there's a bit on this. Because a um, on the ladder one. position can be drastically altered based on this result. Yeah. We want to be a disruptor as much as anything. Bloody we can put we a do. massive skid on, under Adelaide's yep. finals um, you know, aspirations. We can show that we've got a team full of blokes. Because the one pot on them, or one of the pots on them, is that they're okay when the ball's running their way the foundations don't run real deep mm. for the Adelaide Crows. So when you challenge them, they start pointing fingers and they run around in circles and they don't use the footy very well and their forwards go missing. Yep. Now, we've been – I'm not saying we want to embarrass Eddie Betts because we love Eddie Betts, but we've been humiliated by Betts and letting him go, which was a decision by a previous coach. Josh Jenkins. Yep. Yeah, well, they've had they've had a few that have over the back jobs. Yep, yeah, torched us on the way through, and now we've got this everybody in football. And haven't they gone quiet on that in the last couple of weeks? Mm. All the people saying what a dis- what a disaster the Carlton decision was. Haven't they gone dead set, fanic and quiet yeah. on that? Oh yeah, in the last couple of weeks. Well, if we beat them on the weekend, it's a fuck you to everybody who wanted to pot Carlton when we were on the bottom of the ladder and they were heading to the top four. Oh, have a look at this. Have a look at that. And, you know, Malloy was doing it on the front bar and Terry's doing it on SEM mm. and they're doing it everywhere. Oh, yeah. Put the boots in yep. when they're down. Yep. Yep. It's easy but to now do. But we're, now we're heading that way. This, and if we can send them sliding closer towards us, well, hopefully the commentary that was as enthusiastic when it was laying the boots into us might turn the other way and say, oh, well, maybe we need to suggest that if Stocker becomes a player, mm. um, the Carlton think he's going to be, well, they got it right. Absolutely. They got it right. So picking it's, a, it's side a huge th- game. Picking a side this week's not going to be easy either. If if we've got one or two ready to come back in. So Char- are you hearing Charlie? I, I've heard the rumour. I don't know if, how accurate it is. So but It's Monday night when we're doing this. So it's, I mean, if he puts his hand up, he's got to come in, doesn't he? I would have thought so. You can't, you don't leave you can't play him in the twos. No, he's ready to go. You're playing. So that, that means somebody's going to be stiff. At least one person's going to be stiff. So it'll be interesting to see whether they go not like – there's no like Charlie Curnow. So you can't go like for like. You're not, you're not leaving Mackay or um, Levi out. They're, 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 they're in. Mm. But if you, if you go, well, DeLuca was last in, he's first out, then you, you take one of the buzzy smalls out um, and you bring in a bloke who's, who can get buzzy, like he's active, mm. but he's a different type. So um, – yeah, it'll be, it will be interesting to see what they do with selection. You need to think long and hard before you pull someone out, don't you? You do, you do. Um, I actually thought for a minute that McGovern dropping out for the period that the club said he would to get fit might be to time himself for the Adelaide game. Maybe he actually wanted to set himself for the Adelaide game. But now I just don't see how he could possibly yeah, bloke, come back I got it in. wrong last week. A bloke said to me, oh, he'll be back next week. It's it's a it's a wake up call. It's not what they're saying it is. It's right. a shake him up. Yeah. 
but clearly it is more than mm. you know, it wasn't window dressing. They're fair income about it. So, oh, listen, I'd love him to come back in for this game. Mm. You can't bring Charlie and Mitch. No. You can't bring them both no. back in. That's the only problem. No. So, but but I'd love to say, mate, we're bringing you back. Stick it up them. Yeah, exactly. People, have, they're on your back. Stick it, it up them. It's, it's what most clubs do when yeah. they come to these sorts of games, isn't it? They... Oh, MCG, a bit more room, a bit more space. Great ground for the big key forwards. You know, you can get isolated. Um, not that he's a big key forward, but he plays yeah, know, yeah, big, yeah. a big forward's yep. role and game. So um, I, I would, I, I'd get excited. I'd be excited for McGovern if he came back in for this game. I'd, I'd hope that he. You'll find out a bit about him. Yeah, exactly. You know, if he's this is one that he'd relish the opportunity to, you know, put his very, very whatever he can muster that's resembling his best, you'd think that this would be one of those mm. to... Either way, this pre-season for him is going to be yeah, a very huge. telling one, yeah. I think. Yep, yeah, no doubt. He has to rebuild his reputation and his body, I think, in the pre-season. Um, so we'll wait and see. Uh, I don't know whether you've got anything else from the game. The VFL and the VFLW, if you've got nothing else from the actual yep. game. VFL boys, they're, they're letting themselves down. I don't know whether the side's a bit unbalanced for Josh to get the best before. We had three Ruckman in the side again on the weekend, so you're probably up against So when you you get overrun in the last quarter, they could go 22. They probably could have you know, had a bigger discrepancy on the scoreboard, you know, win the game at three-quarter time, but they run away. But um, I don't know whether it's been hamstrung by selection. You know, they've got the Conning Loby and Phillips are all playing mm. in the one side. It's, it's a tough ask, um, but that's a poor loss. No, that's another. Yeah, I think Willie outplayed us. They just kicked badly on the scoreboard. Did you see the game? No, nah, I just saw the shots yeah. on goal. I mean, it looked like they had us cooked for most of the game. They just couldn't put us away. But yeah, look, I don't know. They're, they're strangely enough, um, they've got a game in hand. They're playing one or two teams below them between still, now and the yeah, end of the year. So they're still good enough to make a run. They're a good enough side. <laughs> There's good enough players in that team to yeah. make a run. But as you say, whether it whether it's a, an inability to field a, the right mix of players on the ground yep. or whether, you know, some guys aren't playing as well as last year, combination of different things, the midfield might not be deep enough. Well, they're missing Tommy Wilson. I mean, in yeah. that league, a player like him, uh, you just you can't replace. Well, we've got players coming back now, which is good. Um, Cunningham must be ready to play yeah, this week, surely. I, I would suspect Cunningham probably comes back in the twos oh, this week. I would think so. Yep. Um, you know, maybe there's a good two or three better players coming through, back through the twos that can give them a bit of a, a lift. So, mm. well, so it's, it's hard to see. It would be hard to see someone propelling themselves into the AFL 22 off the back of that performance based on what just the, the raw numbers. Our better players were... Uh, not AFL listed players by the looks of it. Yep. Um, Cottrell continues seemingly to head in the right direction. Oh, he kicked a couple, but didn't get much of it. But kicked a couple, so yep. uh, we'll wait and see. The girls had a fantastic win. Oh, great! The girls had a great win. Finished strong. Had the last five or six scoring shots of the game. The names on the score sheet were, you know, were good names like AFLW listed player names. Um, you know, so they're going to have. I think they're going to probably play their best footy late and run out of games. So I don't, I don't think they're going to make it. But, um, again, if you get the chance, they're down at Arden Street on Saturday. Game's about 11.50, I think. So if you're heading to the G and you want to make a little stop over at mm. Arden Street on the way, sit on the grassy banks there oh, for, a nice for an hour too. and get up close and go and support them because they'd love to uh, get your support there. So um, It's a good setup down there too. Yeah, it really is. The public. It is. Um, uh, Votes. Um, Should we give Bagsy's? Bagsy sent him through on the... So here are Baz's votes for you, Lukey. Uh, Four votes to Jones and Ed Curnow. Three votes to Simo. Hang on. What's going on with that thing? No, I just turned it on. Oh, Jesus. Um, Am I reading this right? Four votes to Jones and Ed Kernow, three to Simo, Weider and Gibbons, two to Kennedy, Harry, Lang, Levi, Murphy, Jack, Walsh, Thomas Plowman, SPS, and everyone else got one. So Baz, very um, 
uh, very friendly. Woo! <laughs> uh, Fiona's done her, uh, his daughter Fiona, before I get your votes, has done her updated ladder, inclusive rounds 12 to 18. Guess where we sit on that ladder? Fifth. We've gone up a couple of notches yeah, from have. last week. Brisbane Essendon on 20. We're West Adelaide. Richmond, Carlton, Bulldogs on 16. Adelaide are on in their 10th. Hey! So we've got them covered on fees, uh, fees ladder. Could be worse after this round, well, I tell you. Let's hope so. Uh, your votes, please. I went uh, four votes to Jones. I thought was outstanding. Uh, best player on the ground for mine. Three votes each to Gibbons. I just thought Gibbons was fantastic on the weekend. Um, just his work rate, his ability to be all over the ground, really. Um, Ed Kernow continues his very just, solid form. We haven't spent much time specifically talking about him. No, he's he he was so. I mean, he had to compete with strength in amongst the the, the swallows and. To a losing ruck, yeah, 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 without the front line. He, he sharked uh, wits oh, a few mate. times, yeah, actually. Yeah, he was brilliant. Uh, three votes Gibbons and Ed, two votes each to Walsh, Murph, SBS, Harry, Levi, and Kennedy. I thought, um, all for various reasons, and one vote each to Simo, Daisy, Weeders, Cripps, Newman, Plowman, Fish, and Lang. Uh, no fours for me, uh, Kerno and Jones. Uh, equal BIG for mine, three votes for different reasons, um, but they were both absolutely led from the front. Two votes each to Kennedy, Mackay, Casbolt. It, it staggers me what he's doing. I can't, honestly, can't believe Just those team things as well, like the big tackle, the smother. You see oh. that, that second quarter effort, I think it was, in the first minute. He's taken a lead up mark. A uh, uh, contested lead-up mark. Then he put on a massive tackle to get it out of bounds. Then it was thrown in, and I think he smothered the kick. He like, did. All he within did. 30 he seconds. Did. He did. That Just was, magnificent. Yep. Uh, so still two votes. Weedering, Thomas, Walsh, Gibbons, and Samo. One vote each to Newman, Simo, Silvani, Plowman, Fisher. And I gave Cripps a vote. I almost wanted to not give him a vote this mm. week by his own standards, but that's a bit unfair, I reckon. You've still got to judge him on impact on the game. And it wasn't – his impact wasn't nearly as profound. He's a little bit down physically and oh, a little bit down mentally at the he's minute. He's given – again, on the weekend, he gave yep. three or four stupid, yep. just really lazy, se- I, I almost think, selfish free kicks I away. think when he knows he's get, getting tagged and it's going to be a hard day, he's taking, he's taking the stance that, okay – you can do that, but I'm going to follow you in and, and going to hurt you. I'm mm. going to try and hurt you yeah. and let There's you know that. that I'm there. Yeah. But I don't reckon he's hurt because that one where he wheeled around and you know kicked it around his body over his shoulder from 35, mm. 40 out, that was as athletic a move as the one he made against Brisbane four weeks ago. and like So I think he, he looks like he's moving okay. He seems to be trying to make up for it outside when he can't be as effective inside. So give him more outside time. Yeah, yeah. Give him more well, we, one-on-one time. That's it. We can muck around with our rotations a bit more Bloody than we oath do, we I reckon. Can. Bloody yeah. oath, we can. They're not the, – here's one thing about Adelaide. They're not a super hard midfield. They like clean, ping, 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 yeah. get it outside and away they go. But um, So you don't need to have your brute in there. The brute can make a difference mm. if he's on fire. Mm. But if they sit – I know they might bring Alice Yeoman back in or someone just to sit on him this week. But if they decide to do that, well, fucking get him out in the goal square and let him go to yep. work, you know? Like, yep. Don't be afraid to do it, and I'm sure they won't. Um, anything else? No, I don't think so. Well, that's all right. We've done okay. We've filled a show up. There's been no bagsy, so we've missed the lunacy of the great man, but I'm sure he'll be back next week. Um, that's it, folks. Another win in the in the bank. Get along. Get to the G on Saturday. Oh, I'm going to be excited this week. Oh, I can't wait. I, I actually can't be, wait. It's going to be a good vibe yep. going into the game. Yep. And I hope the players understand the context. They the will. Oh, they, they will. They I hope will. they do. They're I hope there's a lot of that going on in terms of, okay, that they've done the review tonight. Tomorrow they get into preview mode. Righto, boys, before we start looking at them, here's a couple of things. And lay it out. Mm-hmm. Lay it out. Um, and then... Let them take that a bit of shit on the liver into this one against the Crows on the weekend. Absolutely. I'd be delighted to see it. Uh, this has been the Carlton Show. Four from six. The Teague train rolls on, folks. Uh, enjoy your footy for the week, and we'll be back next week to do it all again. Woo! <laughs> 
Against the famous old dark blue. 